Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yo, what up? It's Donut, and you tuning in to all your Illuminati news. We got an amazing breakdown presentation, part two on the homunculus disclosures, the strangest part of the new alien UAP endgame. And I am joined with the magnificent paranoid American and the homuncologist himself, the one-on-one podcast. How is it going, guys? What up, man? You're magnificent, Donut. Donut's very well, magnificent. You know how I do. Got the jacket on. I didn't have the blazer. I couldn't find it. Is it that serious, Donut, that you're wearing the blazer and everything, bro? Like you're you're suited up, ready to go. I think this. I think that this news is is groundbreaking, bro. It's not every day you talk to. I'm gonna say the country's leading homunculologist. I mean, it, even if you didn't ask for that one, you certainly have found yourself in that role. So, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, as head of homuncology at the Florida Department of Magic, here, you know, I think that. I'm at the forefront of this movement, and the homunculus is rising. I know that Donut and I did almost a year ago the first, my first homunculus presentation that did really well. And since then, Donut, I mean, there's been some some groundbreaking news, which we're going to lay out for the people today because the people have to know. All right, Donut, yes. I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to be crazy. It's going to get crazy, all right? There's I've got a new that- theory for y'all, too. There's some things we can't talk about because it's not suitable for work, but we're going to cover that on a, another stream eventually where we can go because you can't really say some things on here as as we yes. all know and love the YouTube algorithmic daemons, if you will. If you have not seen the first edition to the Homunculus Rising, the one-on-one podcast and the Donut Factory broke this down heavily, and you got to watch this video after you watch this video because... Uh, we're going to get into this, the homunculus rising. Can you explain for us what a homunculus is for people who are new to this? Absolutely. So for those that don't know what a homunculus is, the alchemical homunculus is my favorite one. It's a magical being created through alchemy. Now, it's a being that is later on used for magical operations as a meat and bones talisman. So use your imagination when it comes to that. We all know about what the elites do behind closed doors right and as of recently it's been kind of popping up and it started to pop off really i did a small collaboration with mind unveiled shout out to mind unveiled and he did a 10 hour video on the history of the homunculus and he tied it into the old world and how it's related to repopulation all these things but yeah so in a nutshell a homunculus there's various forms of homunculi right and the, the one that we've all been indoctrinated with since the very beginning is the traditional voodoo doll. Right? Everyone's seen the voodoo doll. It actually has nothing to do with voodoo, but they call it the voodoo doll. And it's the simulacra of a man. It represents man. And then there's other various, right? There's the spiritual homunculus. And also, if you want to learn about the homunculus, we actually dropped the homunculus owner's guide by Paranoid American which you can get your copy 
uh, tjojp.com or paranoidamerican.com. Mine's not going to focus, but yeah, the homunculus owner's manual. And it goes through the history of the homunculus and you, and it shows you how to create one at the very end of it. So yeah. And if, if you want to go deeper into the lure of it. And so there's various versions. I mean, the, the typical Frankenstein is a sort of golem. The golem is the more cybernetic AI, which everyone is talking about today. And we have a technomancer with us here, paranoid American, who is a, a, what would you call yourself, Thomas? I mean, he's, he's, I have two biological sons, okay? And then I have various alchemical sons, and one of those sons is Paranoid American. I named him Thomas after Thomas Aquinas, which is in the homunculus lore. So, again, Thomas, introduce yourselves to the people, please, bro. You, you call me daddy too much to, to be your alchemical <laughs> son. I think you might have that inverted, my child. But, yeah, it's I would call right. myself a, yeah, a Paranoid so American. Was, yeah, it was, it was homunculus uh, day, Father's Day. Yeah, yesterday. <laughs> a couple of days ago, right? And yeah. that's the main reason alchemists create homunculi is just so they get extra cards and presents on Father's Day, I think. It's just a, good, <laughs> it's just a big scam. It's like free energy. Yeah. Now, yeah. Um, I'm the paranoid American, and yeah, we collaborated on a little homunculus book. For everyone that doesn't know, I've been publishing conspiracy and occult comics for a little over 10 years. Shout out my YouTube channel, Paranoid American. Um, but man, I've I've got so many different ideas on this this homunculus concept too. One of my original comics was called Black Mass Pizza. Uh, it still hasn't dropped yet, but it, it's about a homunculus delivery driver that was brought to life by a magician to infiltrate secret societies in colleges through serving these black mass pizzas to them. So this this homunculus concept goes so deep. I think Paracelsus was the one that came up with the name, and that was one of the very first alchemical slash Frankenstein monster thriller books that I ever came across. And I've been fascinated with this whole concept. And I think Juan's gone into before where he's not just some random alchemist dude from, you know, the old 14th century. He was legitimately the founder of surgery, the founder of, you know, toxicology, the founder of um, medicine. I think his quote was the, the dose is the medicine, which kind yeah. of represents, you know, modern, Rockefeller medicine at a certain level. So, I mean, this homunculus Absolutely. goes so deep and it represents like a scientific concept that inspired what we still follow today. So it's not something that I think that you can ignore as easily as all the other topics that usually come up. This one, it just feels like it has so much more weight to it. You got mm -hmm. the Paracelsus. I used to call him Paraculus. <laughs> <laughs> so miraculous I'm I'm, miraculous i'm happy i'm learning all the code names but uh yeah um anyone who doesn't know paranoid american i know y'all know one-on-one -on -one podcast but paranoid american we did a excellent video and i'll be posting it here pretty soon it's just i don't know if it's too hot for the internet mm -hmm. so it is on the truth mafia schizo i'm not even gonna say the words of it but i mean it goes <laughs> deep and mm -hmm. it's up there which was a private patreon release so one day it's going to be on the youtube but you could go check it out there i'll test mine out i'll test out my channel and see how spicy i can really get because the the first one coming out is going to be a banger mm -hmm. yeah if, so, so what ahead. brought us here donut if you want to pull up my screen because this is the, right so i we've done numerous episodes on the homunculus paranoid american and i have done the episode on the Libra vk which we'll get into here in a second and then I did the collaboration with Mind Unveiled, 10-hour video, and then things start to drop. This just dropped. Synthetic human 
embryos created in groundbreaking advance. So what does this mean? Now, we know that the first human clone or human hybrid was half cow, half human, right? It was, I believe, the it, it was a mix. No, that's a sheep. No, that, that, that was the sheep. Yeah, I forgot the name, but I, we've talked about it before. We, we covered it on the first homunculus thing. And so it was half man, half cow. Now, keep that in mind because the cow comes into play later on. Now, we have this idea. Now, the problem with this is, but raises serious ethical and legal issues. Now, you can imagine what that means. If anyone's seen Full Metal Alchemist, they know what happens to people in that they, right, spoiler alert, the the more powerful ones of of them are the homunculus that they're created now when they figure out what finally what finally it takes to create the philosopher's stone i mean use your imagination it's the one of the greatest taboos that there is and so right raises serious ethical and legal issues okay right we have here First reported synthetic human embryo sparks ethical concerns, creates questions. So uh, apparently they made a immaculate conception, I guess. They created a human being. Now, this debate uh, as to whether this was considered a person or not goes back as far back as the 15th century. And we'll talk about that here in a second. But we have, well, this is the, we'll get into I got to ask an obvious question because when they say the first and groundbreaking, I usually think that that means that they did this, you know, a decade ago or yes. more. So when do you think that they've really done this? Or do you think that they just did this, you know, when they released it and then they immediately called the press and were like, yo, get this story out. We just did this today. So, or, you know. Bro, I think it goes back to what Paracelsus was doing. I think this is what they were hinting at. This sort of, again, anything that I consider, anything that falls under magic to be a sort of technology. So anything that falls under alchemy is a technology. So the homunculus is a technology. The philosopher, the philosopher's stone, a technology. The elixir of life, a technology. And uh, Jay Widener on my show, he's, an, he's a practicing alchemist, I guess. He said, he put it perfectly. They take this alchemical knowledge and they turn it into what we consider technology nowadays. So this is the modern day scrying mirror, which we'll get into later on. Now we have this David and, and mine and Vail did a video on this, this David Matt Magnus uh, guy. And so what he, look, what he, yeah, right? yeah, he looks yeah. like a homunculus. He I mean, look at this guy, right? So that, that, that image on the, on the side goes into something that I'm going to bring up uh, later on in the show on the four portal symbolism. Mm -hmm. looks very similar. Yeah. So, uh, director Stafford Center for Biomedical Ethics. So now they're getting into the ethics of this. Like, well, okay, yes, he kind of does look like like that person or <laughs> that comment there. But Mag Magnus, I was like, hmm, okay, that that that's weird, right? So we have, I believe that these people are of a certain lineage. Okay, so they come from a certain lineage, and they've been doing this since the very beginning of time. So Thomas, to answer your question, I think that they've been doing this. For a very long, I think it's biblical. I think it goes back to Genesis, which, which we'll get into, because I think it's some sort of, again, maybe sort of Nephilim technology. Who knows? According to the lore, if you want to follow the lore, the Nephilim gave the arts of right roots and mixing things to the daughters of men right after they so, were doing do the you, thing. Do you think that they've been always been able to do this, but it was just in a much more crude form and yes. they're just now been like refining it through science? Yeah, absolutely. So again, they take this alchemical technology and they refine it. 
And we've seen since the beginning of time, the concept of the homunculus take a change, right? So we've seen it go from the, the Taoist spiritual homunculus, where they would quite literally impregnate themselves. And this goes back 2600 BCE mainstream history, right? They where they would create themselves. They would impregnate themselves, bro. The men would impregnate them. History like doesn't often today. It's history today. doesn't often repeat. It, 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 it doesn't rhymes. repeat. It often rhymes, right? So, and I think that's what's going on right now. And before so, you get, before you get into this, because that, that is fascinating. Um, on the on the bloodlines, before we get off that topic, you got Michael Scott, the magician. Michael Scott in the office in the news of Pete Davidson. I think he's been cloned. I think we'll get to that. We're going there. We'll get to that. But just with that bloodline, there was a Dr. Peter Davidson who mm -hmm. wrote the Chaldean, uh, these occult books. So I, I do think that these celebrities on the world stage, even maybe uh, low level celebrities like Mangus, uh, come from a lineage, a rose line, a bloodline. This is Albertus Magnus. Which allegedly, there's a legend revolving him, involving him that he himself made a homunculus too. So there's legends of these alchemists. Now, some people say it's pseudo. So his name was Mangus, just like the other guy, Magnus. Yeah, Magnus. So we have here. Let me pull up my slides. Albertus. And what Magnus. was the name of the guy that's that's in to this day the Guinness Book of World Records for having the most? homunculi johan uh, von kufstein that's right so, so, albertus, so you can look him up still today in the the guinness book yes and he's yes. listed under homunculi so he's a saint right albert the great albert of cologne was a great german dominican friar now the friars they they had books on alchemy and all these different things and they're they're they had a lot of books on how to create homunculus so again uh do with that information what you will. But yes, I believe it goes back to this lineage. And again, this guy was one of the greatest alchemists. Now, the ethics of creating a homunculus have been debated. And there is a, a legend that predates Paracelsus. So the 15th century, so around 1400, of Arnaldo Villanova. Arnaldo Villanova, which apparently he was this great alchemist who would create homunculi and... Right for Arnold did not wait further, breaking that vessel with the already formed that word. Let he seem to tempt God and wondering whether God might infuse a rational soul into that conceived homunculus. Following this way, we would also have to say that the demons, incubi and succubi, were necessarily also mothers. And I mean, there's this idea back then that semen, uh, I'm sorry, that that demons would Naval steal, <laughs> yeah, right, would would steal the semen of people and impregnate other people. So there's that idea. But point being here, that Arnold was like, hey, did God die for this homunculus of sins? What you know, does this homunculi or homunculus have a soul? Is it gonna be possessed by a demon? Right. Isn't so, the answer to that no? Like a homunculus, by definition, can't have a soul, right? Well, they they didn't know. I mean, they were experimenting with this technology. So, Thomas, with that same question in mind, does the artificial person that they are creating in these do they have a soul? What is a soul? You know, we we get into this realm of like, what is okay to do and not do. 
And that's why we get into territory that's kind it gets dark real quick because we know what happens to the homunculus in order to extract its magical essence. We know what needs to be done. Okay. You, you gotta so, grind them down, man. Turn them into like a special magic dust. Well, if again they use prisoners for labor, imagine what they would do with stuff like this. Again, you know, we're speaking this is in movies too, you were bringing up. They have this kind of in uh the mainstream media for our minds our psyche mm -hmm. the uh, which, cinema sorcery yeah which is the soul according to carl Jung. and there was also someone in the comments pointing out that albert mungus mangus has a college as well in mm -hmm. new haven which is right next to you know that's skull Oof. and bones territory yeah there you go and you know what's interesting about yale and skull and bones uh, I'm reading this book, the Anthony Sutton book, plus with all the other stuff, fleshing out skull and bones, the portals, the power. They're going to be celebrating their three, two, two year. But Yale has been around longer than the United States, right? In 1776, Yale was around since 1701. So you got this portal of power that have been here longer than uh the United States. Technically. That sounds sick, bro. Portals to power. And yeah, so portals to power. So this brings me to my next thing. Now I found it very, so we have the cattle connection, right? We have the Liber vacay. We have the first human hybrid was a, was half man, half cow. You've done the Illuminati cow video. And this is why I want to do this with you donut, because I think it all comes full circle. I think there's this, culmination of all the work that you and I have done together and it's really coming to a climax and recently everyone's freaking out because there's been a lot of UFO UAP sightings and I, I don't know if you want to play that video or not Donut. I have it here somewhere but if you want to pull my this is a screenshot of it we have in on the 12th Monday June 12th we have Greer which is a famous ufologist i guess is is what they consider him i was watching this right it's a three-hour presentation they're going up they're going about and talking about aliens and how there's this disclosure well he says something that really stood out to me it really really stood out to me and i was like wait a minute he said what and he goes on here to say so oh hold up hold up hold up hold up let me put the scary music on. <laughs> yeah, you're going to do it? Bum, bum, Okay, so here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Tried to leave the command where there was a fake, what's called a program. He goes, program programmable life form. Aliens, these have been used in what you hear in the fabled lore of abductions and stuff in the UFO lore. This is actually a man-made creature but it is not living per se it has a covering the skin like it tried to take and then he kind of he kind of brushes over it but he admits to the famous or infamous abductions are done by man-made ets so when i when i read that i said so you're, what you're telling me is maybe they are conditioning us with all this disclosure, 
with the ETs and UFOs and all this stuff. To And then they're putting out artificial embryos that were made. Okay, right? No male or female. What if it's to tell us about the homunculus ETs? Because, again, this is a sort of technology that they're tapping into. And I have, there's books on, right, Paracelsian monsters and monstrosities. Well, what if one of these monsters was this sort of ET-esque alien-looking thing? And look, and look at where it's cut, too, by the way. That's symbolic as well. Of is a, that like a, a biblical? Spirit destiny. A, that, yeah, biblical, oh, absolutely. I was just thinking of the ribs, right? Adam's ribs creating Eve. What's a spirit destiny? Go ahead, Thomas. Break it down for the us. Spirit, the spirit destiny is where Jesus was uh, basically punctured while he was on the cross. And that's been a legendary object, you know, sort of like the Holy Grail. And I think, you know, even the, the leader of the Germans there in the Second World War sent an entire expedition out to find this spirit destiny. It's supposed to have, you know, if it actually touched the blood of, you know, of the prophet, then it's supposed to have some kind of magical capabilities to it. So when you're talking about this sort of alchemical, magical realm that bleeds into modern day in the form of technology, but like Juan was saying before, maybe before when they were using the insides of cows and they were using horse dung, it was just because they didn't really have portable heaters Mm -hmm. and things that could keep things up the temperature. So now that we've got technology modern day, but it makes me wonder, did they ever need to use any sort of organic matter to begin with? Like what if Paracelsus had access to chat gpt uh would he just be making his like digital homunculi that way or is there something that still has to be biological in order for it to work well so this brings us to right we've always wondered why the cattle mutilations why cattle and now he uh, he's talking about these et life forms being man-made stealing the cattle and the mutilations and all that and it goes back to the liber vacay right they need Right? And, that, and that would fall under the 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 their <laughs> space being imaginary and there are no extraterrestrials. It's all <laughs> artificially created, right? I mean, that would fall under that narrative. But again, what are they harvesting these organs and all these stuff for? We know about these grimoires that require the use of a cow, which would which would take into account where they're taking all these cows. Right? Well, We've you, seen that. You know, We've covered it. With this connection that uh, you both pulled up goes perfectly with what I think is going on with this alien disclosure, how they're creating a new religion for the common man. Mm. I believe the elites, they've been in power through this Hammurabi type of blood lineage for a long time. And they know we're going into the age of Aquarius, which will bring some sort of new age type religion. And the UFO will be perfect for that because all the Hollywood films portray the alien being god-like being god like right there et biggest alien thing and this is all connected to the rockefellers the x-files still believe like everything's believe even ted lasso this year is believe and all the alien information that's coming out right now is on purpose because world ufo day is happening in a couple of days so oh, tomorrow, really? yeah so tomorrow's the summer solstice which i'm sure we'll Thomas will have a lot to break down. Paranoid American will have a lot for that. But I've been looking out for the summer solstice. But June 24th is John the Baptist Day. But it's also 
Knights Templar Day, that right? John the Baptist, Knights Templar. But also, that's World UFO Day. And July 2nd, the real founding of America is World UFO Day 7-2, 72 bricks on the back of the pyramid. Um, I'm looking out for these days, and I think that Rihanna's baby will be born on one of these two days because it goes with this whole ritual of the year with the egg and being born, the homunculus babies. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't know. And again, it's it's a far-fetched idea, but they're the ones that are saying it. And so I, I believe that they use this cinema sorcery to solidify that. So I, this past weekend, I went to go see the Transformers, the new Transformers. And they're talking about how, right, the, the main character, his name is Noah, right? And Noah has to save the world. Right? We're talking about right, biblical Noah, which was one of the first alchemists, according to the lure. He also had to save the world with a vessel, right, with a boat, well, what is a flying object? It's also a vessel. So again, what are these? What do these ETs always appear in? These UAPs, UFOs, which are aerial vessels, if you will. We have that vessel, that submarine that went missing under with the Titanic, right? The one going as of recently. That's been in the news as well. Maybe that's some sort of of, of ritual. I don't know. Again, who who knows? But Would this, this movie portal right here. Well, that they're hinting at hollow earth with that. They, they're looking for this key that unlocks a portal. And I, and I have pictures here, bro. If you want to pull oh, up the wonderful, portal. Wonderful. Because this is the same design as all the events that are happening with the Super Bowl um, and all that. So you got the Super Bowl, the Grammys, that this is the stage that they're using. It's the, the line with the circle. So... This is from the movie, and there's this apparatus that's being powered. It's in a volcano, right? And it's opening a portal in the sky for this other alien to come through to, to eat the planet. And there you got these. Very, it's very phallic. This entire yes, scene. very phallic. And it's also Where's got the these phallic? We're right, oh, right there. There's I two, see yeah, there's, there's yeah, two there's of them pointed right at the. <laughs> yeah. This is a huge machine. And so it's opening up a portal in the sky for them to come through. Again, this could be hinting at Project Bluebeam and all these different things. But. One thing that I found interesting, because I've always said that, that right, and, the, and one of the main characters' names is Mirage. Now, right, Mirage, we're talking about illusions, blue beam, right? He's got a blue beam in his hand here. And I've always referred to the, the Transformers as the full metal alchemists, right? Because there's something about transmuting this reality into existence by using movies. I think that the realm of fiction is is not fictional 100%. It's not it doesn't have the constraints of reality that we know as people, right? That as humans we have these constraints on this in this reality if you will, right? Cuz it's like a like a uh computer program. You can't do certain things in this program that you can on a Mac program, right? So we're limited. But fiction the the right sky's the limit. And well, in this movie fiction comes true eventually. Yes. Like. Life so, imitates art. Absolutely. So we have this this character, Mirage, and guess who he's played by? Donut. Take a wild guess. I already know. You already told me. It's Tell played it. by Pete Davidson, which I was like, that's weird, because I know you got something on that. And I was like, huh, well, I mean, I mean, it's perfect because his girlfriend, right? Uh, no, Machine Gun Kelly's girlfriend. Um, was <laughs> There's part a girlfriend. There's a picture of them together. Right well, yeah, so. Me and yeah, Bay. This Pete Davidson, he has the Knights Templar cross a Lorraine on his neck, but the dude 
is, I believe, a uh, they got the two different mind controls, the beta and the kitten programming. I believe he's part of the beta kitten programming where he's mm. used by all these witches as a sex toy. So, so they, yeah. Donut, you bring this up. And that particular aspect is used to create homunculus. It, the, really? the, it followed the Crowleyan formula. And Thomas yeah, knows what I'm talking like, about. This sounds like Crowley, like the entire backstory, which may or may not be true. I think it was published on April 1st, one year. So it, it might just be a big gag. But the story that Barbara Bush was the daughter of Alistair Crowley because he got with Pauline Pierce when, when she was visiting paris i guess one year with one of her friends um but they went through this intense sex you know sex ritual and that was supposed to have kind of brought into existence not quite the babylon working ritual but um like another sort of homunculi and then what comes from that little seed of power right the the barbara bush egg all of a sudden sets this new legacy or the pauline pierce creates this new legacy of bush that runs the country for the next few years we were talking about skull and bones that's exactly how they came in as well, you know, through that original intelligence agency way before CIA and NSA and even the United States government. That was the CIA was essentially those OGs of the Skull and Bones Club. Right. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm really fleshing out Skull and Bones, Anthony Sutton. I mean, this is all history we're talking about. This is not some weirdo stuff. Can, can you, you know? bring up my screen? It, it is weirdo on. stuff. It just happens to be true. It, uh, uh, yeah. I wanted to show one thing since we're on the topic of Pete Davidson, because it all connects right now for what's going on in the news with the alien disclosure. So at the Nickelodeon Awards, you see the UFO at the top with sliming people. Well, Pete Davidson was at this Nickelodeon Awards. He left it and then got into this car accident where he just drove straight into this house. Now, they just demolished the house, sort of like what you always talk about, uh, Juan, how yeah. they they build something, they destroy it. Now, why would they destroy this house? Maybe they got a big payout or something on Hush Hush. But, you know, my mind goes to what is in this house. What, what was he targeting at this house? I'd like to know more about what was going on at this house because he crashed into it right after the Nickelodeon awards. I think he might've been cloned or was he trying to expose something or something? Cause the history of him is super duper uh, sketchy. I mean, with his name, Pete Davidson, that bloodline, Dr. Peter Davidson, mm. right in the Chaldean and all the works there. So maybe on, somebody on, in the on, comments could, uh, if they got any info on this, uh, put your comments down below and make sure you smash that like button. We got thousands of people up in here right now. I mean, we got a, a, an amazing uh, group right here. We're really breaking down the homunculus disclosures, the strangest part of this new alien UAP endgame. And uh, my apologies. Continue, Juan. On on that, uh, that Nickelodeon, too, I just wanted to, to mention that nickel, the word nickel actually means copper demon. Because I guess people could pass <laughs> off nickel as copper back in right, the day. Right. So it was like this cheap. But I, I just found that interesting because Nickelodeon basically means uh, a, a, a mirage of a copper demon or like, yeah. you know, the, the cinema of a copper demon. Absolutely. Yeah. And also you got Odin sort of in there, but Nickelodeon and the blimp. And I believe the blimp, like the Goodyear blimp, the good years are part of Skull and Bones, I believe. Oof. 
Don't quote me on that, though. I'm still reading the book. <laughs> if not, I believe they're in uh, Jekyll Island Hunt Club, which was sort of like an, an adjacent uh, for, you know, the alumni. Absolutely. Yeah, the the what's it called? The the creature of Jekyll Island, right? That's another hint at like a homunculus sort of thing because a corporation oh, you're reading that hardcore book down there. So that, that Fritz Springmeier, you talked about mind control slaves and other right kittens of of a certain nature, right? Without saying the word, but this part that that they took from Crowley, the Illuminati formula used to create an undetectable total mind control slave. It talks about again homunculus, and this is all in here. Project uh, Monarch programming, and it's talking about again the Illuminati, and right we have here. Da, da, da. Let me find the reference to. I actually interviewed uh, Fritz. Oh really? Yeah, it's up on my Rumble. So let's see here. The Moonchild, which is Crowley's writings, and he says homunculus here in, in somewhere. So the Moonchild, the villa produced the Moonchild was called the Butter, but, Butterfly Net, the Monarch Project, then it, which is named after the Monarch Butterfly, is on is also an allusion to the Moonchild Project. Uh, where, wow! You know, so all this stuff is is connected because Crowley did write and look at Albertus, yep. Magnus, yeah. and right Paracelsus. Then. So yeah. again, so, th this idea will goes you keep that deep. up a little longer, that because that's just so fascinating. Um, I gotta get this book. So let me write it. Yeah, let even me... the moon child, because I've been connecting the year of the rabbit to the UFOs because of the Economist magazine, which is run by the Rothschilds and whatnot. But uh, the the cover to of that book, Crowley's book, the moon, the moon child. There's a rabbit on there, right? like hidden occultly. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. So again, the, the moon child is Crowley's version of the homunculus. And the idea is to encapsulate a spirit into the fetus, which he believed that up until the second month, the fetus had no soul. So, right. Crowley was writing about a Superman. We've always, always heard about the Ubermensch, right? Superman. And, and this predates the Superman we all know and love, but what Perhaps that cinema sorcery are they trying to project and put in people's subconscious, right? So we're talking about the subconscious is used in the occult extensively. And what you mentioned earlier about, about demolishing these houses or burning these places down is because of the sealing of the towels. It's chaos magic. So when you destroy the sigil, it solidifies that in the subconscious where it's supposed to come into manifestation and therefore they use that so again we've seen that time and time again with the with the balloons that were real hot right now the <laughs> the the alien agenda the ufo agenda is real hot in the news so where where attention goes energy flows yeah, it's all this year the beginning of the year egg egg shortages egg crowley we w went into that then the football the super Herb owl ritual with Rihanna showed that she was pregnant, the fertility ritual. But that was when the UFOs, the blimps in the sky were. So the story keeps on uh, being pushed and it's, it's just, it's part of, it's part of the story. That's and Jonah, one thing that stood out to me and the reason it stood out to me is because my wife was like, was that, and then the the movie, the Transformers movie, takes place in 1990, I think 96. And there was a scene in the movie 
that again i don't you, you do with what you want with this information but if they are setting it up and they use these movies for predictive programming and to solidify things in our subconscious what's the point of making the movie during this time when these things are still up and then look at the background so again we know this is not around anymore right we know what happened well are they hinting at something right are, are they using one event to foreshadow another so in this movie that is about an invasion from another place that's what all these these new meetings are about right that's disclosure that these things are might be good might not be good and then they throw in the ball of of oh yeah there's also man-made ones and those are the ones that are abducting you not the extraterrestrial ones no 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 the ones that are in the lure of the ufo are actually man-made right and they're covered in this skin and he kind of glosses over that well the skin part is real big in the liber vacay where it specifically specifically talks about how to skin your homunculus and, and so it grows skin on itself right and it's it like a magical to, powder right you put it you kind of like roll it in flour almost but it's made of, flour, of what it's like made of what thomas made of bees <laughs> wasn't it like sunstone involved there too so uh, it was a concoction again it's alchemy so it's again herbs and roots and stones and magnet so again i don't know and i just found it interesting that they put that in there right what's the point of 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 the time of that movie and you again gotta point out too that that's lucifer in the front right because the statue of liberty was based on venus the morning star so this yeah. was essentially an old pagan reference to lucifer the lightbringer wow yikes i don't know yeah. again and also it was copper before right so it was yeah. like this copper color it was like that nickelodeon color mm -hmm. yeah it, there's something there and what'd you what'd you call it some sort of nickel demon or something like that well ni nickel is a uh, copper demon so nickelodeon <laughs> Is basically like you know because the Nickelodeon was the old timing machines you'd go and I don't know if you ever been to like Disney World or any of the amusement parks and it's got like a little wooden stand and it's got a light projecting and you kind of like stick your head in and spin the reel or sometimes it does it automatic. Those were the Nickelodeons, but a Nickelodeon oh, wow. was the original cinema. Like it was just you and the machine, right? Before you could sit down and they had like the big projection screens. It was like a one person sort of situation. So those original Nickelodeons were like. The, the very first VR headsets, you know? Oof. Well, wow. what if I told you that the original chat GPT was the homunculus? So we're talking about John the Baptist. We know that the Templars used the head of John the Baptist to prophesize. Well, what was also the idea behind the homunculus for it to prophesize? And I want to bring up some things here because we got put on to this new thing that we'll, we'll, we'll bring it up. But when I started to connect all these dots, I'm like, dang, there's so many things, right, that we've been that we've been presented with that we don't really know why they choose certain things in these games and all these movies. Well, there was a there was a game that I played where they have this little baby in this little vessel, Aww. right, which which we're going to get to. Right. And this little baby, it's a demon baby, bro, <laughs> got one of those Peruvian alien heads. Listen, so in this in this game, right, they call it BB 28. It's a baby that is used and it gives the, the guy, the main protagonist and Death Stranding superpowers to, or not superpowers, but it gives them the ability to see entities on the other side. Now, I was like, wow, that's really weird. We have Super Mario Bros, right? This relic 
summons a random character to aid the user, right? We're talking about summoning things into this reality. Well, these are just harmless games. Well, what does, what does that look like to you? Right? It looks like a little little thing in a vessel. And then my favorite, which I got put onto this it looks today. Looks like the actually. golem, right? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's a little, it's a little homunculus in a vessel. And we have here the homunculus in the Call of Duty. And this is my favorite one, right? Because at the bottom here, it says the homunculus only appears when a player performs the homunca shuffle taunt, <laughs> where it will dance with the player before disappearing into a cloud hold up, of hold up, smoke. hold up, hold up, hold up. We gotta get, we gotta get the homunculus. Is this for real? We need I'm, to get the homunculus right now. I, the shuffle. I'm, I don't. I didn't have to do the shuffle with Thomas to make to create him. <laughs> he, he, I had to get the biggest to to create to create Thomas. That's the only formula that I know. But bro, there's I got different the music, bro. I want I want to see the homunca shuffle. No, bro. I don't. I don't know. Stop it. Stop it. Don't no, stop it. No, no, I'm not. But, it's actually but, the final level of DDR. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I. You know, I, I, I got skills in DDR. So Yo. maybe you know how to. Maybe you're the one that knows how to the summon the homunca shuffle. Homunca yeah, shuffle. I could. I, That's I mean, like some occult, right there. Some occult stuff. The homunc. I can't, bro. You can't make this up. And this is from four years ago. They put this in the game four years ago, and it's literally a homunculus that talks and everything. And you, he's a throwable wonder weapon, and, and on the on the chaos zombies map again. These are things that are put into our subconscious that you wouldn't otherwise know what this is, and there's millions of people. And there one was an thing... academic research paper that I dug up for you that mentioned that the homunculus is only three degrees of separation from any topic yes. that you're currently on. Yes, that is absolutely right. So they, they and... were able to prove that no matter where you're at on Wikipedia, you were only three clicks away, or it was like 3.1 clicks away on average from homunculi. Exactly. Say yeah, that and... again, because I know like if you want to look up something uh, with naughty time images... There, everything's out there and there's a rule it's like called rule like 38 or 24 something like that i forget what it is but whatever you want to see naughty images you could find and there's like a number for it rule something mm. but can you repeat what you just said like with the homunculus so i don't have the sufficient? study in front of me this is a legitimate study that was done at an academic research paper that no matter where they were at on wikipedia or various different sort of online encyclopedias no matter what article they were on, they were able to show that within three clicks, you could get to a homunculus article. Um, and a lot of it had to do with clicking through politicians, clicking through technology, clicking through just like, you know, a random species of duck. Because once you start linking through all of these, you're eventually going to come down to the original scientists with all the classification and etymology. And those guys, just like every other scientist and doctor on the face of the planet today, whether they know it or not, links back to Paracelsus and links back to this Albert Magnus uh, personalities. So yeah. they, they kind of so serve as this central. And because Paracelsus has linked to so many different things. Yeah, there we go. It's a Wikipedia game. So there's a game where you you right you go on Wikipedia and only using the the hyperlinks on the article you're able to click through things and it's six degrees of separation and at some instances three from any major topic and if you go down it's going to show you the diagrams of what it's connected to, bro. Look at that. That topic connects to everything. That's why Mind Unveiled was able to do a ten hour video about the history of the homunculus because it's quite literally that the core of it. And that's what I've been talking about 
for the for more than a year already and people are like oh it's not really it literally it literally is i mean it's right there and also it's there is in neural anatomy right neuropsychology according to them everyone has a homunculus in their head right now everyone that's constantly changing and adapting to your environment and well, those are their words all the narcissists mine. so the narcissist personality disorder is a little homunculi in their brain in their soul because they self uh, got rid of the self so they implanted a chameleon of uh a character for the outside world uh so it's a homunculus because homunculus confirmed <laughs> that's a great example actually because it's almost it's almost like those kind of sociopaths too they imagine themselves as a different person just sitting at the helm of this like human body and navigating it around and they can decide what that outer avatar what its personality and what its reactions need to be while they can kind of like sit in that chair behind the scenes and redirect things and, and have their own thoughts outside of that. You could pull up my screen too, Donut, so people can see this goes back. This is from 2009, but what lives inside my brain? <laughs> the little man in your brain. And again, so it goes, the neurons in your motor cortex are grouped by body part. Parts with a complex range of fine movement, like the hand, take up more space. Parts with limited range movement, et cetera, et cetera. And it goes here, together the various parts form a full represent, representative map of your body called a homunculus. So this is a term actually used in neuroanatomy of the cortex, man. It's quite literally there is a homunculus overlaid on top of your brain that it sh it's shaped by your environment. So it's constantly changing its size and, and the way it looks. And this is that famous, again, that, that there's a homunculus, which is a, a, a small man. And then there's the femunculus, which is a, the women representation. And it's supposed to represent how, how much, you know, like which body part your brain uses the most. So we know we talk a lot. We use our hands a lot. So this is going to take up and make up a majority of our homunculus. But everyone's different. Everyone's homunculus is different. And you see this in movies like homunculus. Uh, and you can pull up the poster for that, Donut, where it's on Netflix and it talks about I've also read articles about how traumas are created through these homunculi in, in people's brains. And you see this on Men in Black, right? When the dude's face opens up and it's a little alien, right? The little alien, little E.T. inside that dude's head controlling him. So they hint at these things subtly in this, right? The cinemagicians, as I like to call, call them with these, the cinema sorcery. And in this movie that I saw this week, this weekend, they're talking about, right? Pete Davidson's character is like, Oh, you know, the guy tells him, are you a demon, right? Are you a, a, a demonically possessed car? And he goes, no, 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 not that I'm an alien. And again, anyone can go see this movie and he tells him I'm an alien. And he goes, what? Like, like ET's like, no, not like ET, like the, you know, ET from home. It's like, no, I'm an alien. Look at me. So literally they put this out in front of us. And again, was, what's it there for? Is it there for predictive programming or, or what? I don't, I, I don't know what to think of this. Cause again, well, it's you know, at the forefront. The Pete Davidson connection is super connected to the alien agenda because he's in the same Knights Templar circle of Kanye. Kanye got removed off of Twitter recently with 322 subscribers right here. And uh, Kim Kardashian, right? Started dating. They're all, they're all sleeping together. Kim Kardashian's posing with the aliens, but Kanye got 
kicked off for tweeting about an alien cult, the the really? aliens. Yeah. So there's this hidden alien connection too uh, for the story for the occult. Not so much for us. We're told one story, but through the symbolism, there's another story taking place. And I feel like uh, Pete Davidson. He's probably cloned. Like, why did they? This I. This is just stumps me. You know, leaves the Nickelodeon Awards, the UFO setting up the stage for the year, just drives this car straight into this house, like random, uh, at, at a cor- It was at a, a a corner too. You know, the the roads, the crossroads. It was at a crossroads, mm. and the house looks fine. If you look at this house, let me see if I can make it. Oh, I'm not even showing the screen. If you look at the house, uh, I don't know if I show the screen where I was showing this and uh, the Raylian cult too right here. But um, he crashed right into this house and then they demolished it, like demolished the evidence. Was there evidence? Was he trying to like, was there something going on? There's that black mirror with Miley Cyrus where she's sort of a homunculus probably. That that's actually a good example because in addition to them destroying the evidence, right? Like destroying buildings and foundations, they do the exact same ritual to people. So that's why you see, you know, like I would almost argue that Kanye, uh, if you're talking about the Knights Templar link, right? Kanye was almost like the Jacques de Molay getting burnt at the cross, you know, but instead of being so dramatic, he was kind of proliferated in front of, you know, the entire world. And he kind of goes through, I wouldn't call it a humiliation ritual, but it was definitely like a public burning at the stake. Like, look, everybody, this is what happens if you step out of line. But that's just as important because when you take someone at their creative peak or just someone that's got this coveted, you know, creative spirit and then, you know, sort of like put them out in front and burn them, you get a little bit of that energy back. It's almost the king kill ritual where if if you can if you can take someone down off of power and then publicly humiliate them or publicly disgrace them, you inherit some of that power that they lose. It's, it's just a game of chess. You rise the power. So these rituals that happen on the world stage, we see it in the movies and whatever, but these traumatic events like the kill King 33, where JFK, he was whacked and whoever whacked him was a shadow government. So they harnessed all the energy of the power of JFK because mm-hmm. he was very popular. Everyone loved the dude, I guess. I wasn't around. But, um, and that's part of the ritual, too, is that it's... it's a, everyone feeds topic. the egregore. Everyone well, feeds him. Feeds well, him, if he was unpopular, then then there would have been no point to the ritual. But the mm-hmm. fact that he he garnered so much energy and so many, you know, people that were into his, his sort of movement that made him the top, you know, sort of uh, subject. So oh, that's going to be the best G. place to get. Yeah, that's, that's, I wonder yeah, if there's you're, something you're not going to get any better with, than that with Tate right now. And, and real quick donut. So, cause everyone always loves to talk about this, right? That we're in a simulation and that some people are non player characters right and so if we take into account this new immaculate immaculate immaculately concepted embryos that they just made does not does does that idea not give credence to the npc idea that maybe perhaps some people and again i'm speaking in in alchemical terms are here for texture right i mean that again these all these celebrities 
Maybe they're again recreated. And we know that they use this homunculus technology to reprogram people. I just showed you the, the book. I mean, it's it's there. It's the Illuminati formula, right? So this this all comes full circle. This all comes full circle. And, and I think that the, the, the truth is stranger than fiction. Now, it could all be some huge psyop. Who knows? I think only time will tell. But it seems to be this this very hot thing right now. And I think that we should talk about it to inform the people. No, you know, another thing where they built and destroyed was the Titanic. And you brought up some stuff that I'm very interested in hearing about. I'm probably jumping to conclusions, but Leonardo DiCaprio uh, is going through some sort of rituals this year. For, uh, for example, he's in this big bank scandal uh, with a lot of other actors and there's the whole bank collapse in this Titanic, the sinking brought the Federal Reserve. So that was probably some sort of harvesting, uh, like we've been talking about, destroy, make these, these bankers more powerful um, because it was all, all all there. Now, Leonardo DiCaprio, the star of this, uh, also has been pictured with a homunculi. Well, it's called a pickled punk, and I have a picture of it here. And so, the, Donut, we got to be careful with this because this gets into some darker territory. But this is a picture of Leonardo DiCaprio with a pickled punk. Now, there's a history with this. It sounds like and a again, blind box toy. And I again, I can't get into it on this stream, Donut, because they'll they'll take the our channels down. But we'll cover it eventually because there is a darker annotation to to a connotation to all of this. Now, the idea behind, again, being how I brought up the, the, the BB, right. The homunculus in, in the call of duty game, right. Which there's been controversy behind all that, but uh, the pickled punk is, it goes back to royalty and it goes back. It's, it's supposedly right. It's a pickled punk is the carny term for human fetuses preserved in jars such as for Hermetahide and right there, there were sideshow attractions. Well, me being a researcher into the occult, I know this is just the, the, right, the we keep idea, what they tell you on the we keep idea. And we'll cover it again on another stream because it gets very dark, but just use your imagination. These are talismans, right? And there is a distinction to be made. A talisman is magical. So the spear of destiny is the talisman. The spear itself is magical. Why? Because it pierced the side of JC. Now, the homunculus is magical because it comes from the alchemical arts. It's a magical creation. Therefore, you extract its magical essence from the actual homunculus itself. Now, uh, I wouldn't put it past them if they were invoking spirits and entities into these things similar to the Knights Templar, right, with John the Baptist's head. And, right, similar to how B.B., gives power to Sam during his expeditions. And this thing assists, right? The assist trophy. Well, think of it that way. This thing could assist somebody. Now there's somebody else who is connected. That there's a picture of with this thing. It gets very dark done. I can't talk about it, but I, I will show you. I'll show you off air the picture that it's connected to and what it's, what I'm hinting at. But again, this is connected to royalty. Uh, a collection started in the 16th century by Frederick II. And check this out. This Ulysses guy, right? And during the same time frame, an Italian naturalist and the guy who uh, allegedly coined the term geology 
had a collection consisting of 18,000 various specimens. Wow. He had 18,000 of these. Now, this is where it gets interesting because if you start to dig up on this guy, you're like, okay, right? Some some guy, he was an Italian naturalist, right? A botanical garden, right? He was, he to me, he was an alchemist, right? He, geology is a credit for, you mentioned the first record, uh, written record in his last will, I think it was, that the word was recorded. And so he wrote various books, and this is what I want to get into. Now, I don't know how much of it I'm going to show, but allegedly he compiled this encyclopedia of various monstrosities of which he said, right? His most famous works here in the Monstrum Historia documenting both the mon mon monstrous and human and animal deformity as well as great mythological monsters. We know that the Yale is a mythological creature, the actual animal, the Yale, right? Yale University. And his book specifically on dragons and serpents. So we have, right, this reptilian connection. And, he, and this is where it gets interesting here because it says he insisted that the drawings be done from life or from available specimens. And these aren't just any regular kind of drawings. These are chimeras. Again, what if, now I'm going to go on a limb here to say what if these people through alchemy, through the alchemical arts were tapping into other dimensions, right? As right, what if these were the proto homunculi? These animals that we all know and see in these mythologies, well, what if there were actual things that were coming through from other dimensions, right? How they say that these ETs are interdimensional, et cetera, et cetera. Well, I've covered before, right? We have Dogman, we have the Dogman and the werewolves and all these things. That's hot as well right now. And this dude was drawing these things and I, I can't show Did some of them. Did Doja Cat just tweet about these or she was tweeting? You want to pull that up, Donut? Uh, do you have it? Um, I, I'll, I, I'll look for it. She actually deleted all of her tweets. Um, really? Recently. Yes. But she had these tweets and uh, I'll show for a quick second. I've been looking into Doja Cat for a while. She's the Scarlet. I guess it's the Whore of Babylon. That's where it goes back to. I, correct me if I'm wrong. But she's been posting that. And I've been covering her for a while. She has the blood drop right before UFO day uh, because her rise to power goes along with the whole um, alien agenda uh, through the symbology. Mm -hmm. I, I wish I, I have the image and somewhere. I recently did an episode on the tunnels of set with Mario from symbolic study. Shout out to Mario. And we talked about how perhaps these, occultists are opening up these portals right similar to in stranger things for these entities to come through and they man manifest in our in our dimension and that would go again with the portals and transformers right these alien entities coming through they're showing their these depictions of these things and these shows right the new season of stranger things is coming out soon too so i think it's all programming bro that they're that they're putting us did you find the pictures i'll, I'll pull the pictures up yeah, see if you can pull the pictures up. I just did this video on my backup page. Um, I got a, well, it's not really a, I got a new page that I'm posting videos on. So make sure you go subscribe. I got the links down below. But I was breaking down this symbol of the A. That's the that's the cow um, right here. That's where the A comes from or the bull. 
And um, I wonder if the picture, and it, this is in Tammuz as well, when all this is happening, we're in the, which is about the golden calf in the four, the portals. Um, here's her doing the bafflement hand sign. Um, yeah, I don't, so I, I, don't, I, I don't have it. Okay, good. So she deleted the, I think she deleted the caption that goes with it, but she posted this April 15th. So a while ago. And again, there was a caption with it. But, April 15th. Oh, here, here you know what day April 15th is, right? Is that Illuminati day? Oh, it's Illuminati day. Let me show you. I'm, let me pull it I got you. I got you, bro. I got you. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. It goes along with what we're talking about. Illuminati with... confirmed. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Oh, look at that. April 15th. Wait, on, on this, uh, this Titanic sinking too. I don't know if you guys, like I went deep on Titanic theories, but my favorite aspect of this was that there was a gold smelting operation on board so that they had bedposts and some even argue that like internal parts of cars and just all sorts of mundane normal items were created out of gold and painted and that while they were on the international waters and this is why they had an engine room that had been on fire for like five plus days that was attributed to the weakening of the hull and kind of helped cause the the crash if you believe that that official story but that the reason that engine room was on fire that long was because they were smelting gold and that gold was basically being trafficked and turned into gold bars to then fund that initial kickstart of the federal reserve. So there's this other occult aspect of transmutation of mundane into, you know, gold and into, you know, this new currency and power to invoke this, you know, corporation. And I think Juan would probably make a convincing argument that corporations are basically homunculi as well. They were defined that way in the 1600s, I think, by the church. There was like a papal decree that essentially defined a corporation as an artificial human. I mean, I'm, I'm, if you want to pull up my screen, don't. I mean, I'm not making that up. That, that's, that's etymology. Uh, you know, it's, again, a corporation, right, is... Uh, we have here a whole uh, composed of united parts, a structure, system, community, political body, meaning legally authorized entity, artificial person created by law from a group or succession of persons. This is etymology. I mean, I, I can't change. This is actual history. I can't right? This is an actual thing. So think about next time when there's a sign or a sigil associated with your favorite corporation, why that is, right? Why, why that's a thing. And again, it goes and, back to these occult principles, in my opinion. And if you think about that king kill ritual, I mean, who's to say that that can't be applied to gold? So the same way that you can take out someone at the height of their political power, if you take a whole bunch of gold and transmute it into actual currency, and then you use that to create this new overbearing corporation that's it's going to outlive all of us, right? It already outlived all of our grandparents and great grandparents, essentially. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So this is going to be a corporation that, that continues to live on beyond us originally invoke with that original spirit. And I would almost question, is that a soul? Like does do, does any corporation on the planet actually have a soul and could it be the same kind of soul that one of these artificial embryos might be injected with? Or, you know, where yeah. does that actually come from? Yeah, mm -hmm. The sole proprietor makes me think of yeah. sole proprietor yeah. and all that. And McDonald's is um, probably one of the largest corporations, biggest mm -hmm. real estate company out there, which you got the left supporting and the right supporting. So it doesn't mm -hmm. matter. And you got uh, that golden arch connection too, right? Yeah. 
the gold. Yeah, and Grimace's birthday is right now in June. So there's this McDonald's connection that's happening right now with portal symbolism and uh, June. And even with Trump's arrest and all that, it's nuts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and also I want to add, I've said this before numerous times, but our our words are magical, right? The the literal word grammar comes from grimoire, which is a a book on spells, how to create things. So I mean that that's that's history. That's not a conspiracy. That's an actual thing. That's etymology. I mean that those are the origins of the words that we use that we use every day. And this is why I talk about these things. I want to inform people that a lot of things that they consume and that they do today go back to occult related subjects, occult related things, right? And people forget that because you lose track of where something originated from, what could have been, again, originating from this, these occult principles. And uh, I want to read real quick. You pulled up the Doja Cat stuff because she's been in the right. We, you did a video on her recently. This is this is how I knew she was going to rise the powers because she performed. And this was the performance right here, which she had all these mantis aliens behind her. And then she was abducted by UFOs in her next performance. And then her next <laughs> performance after that, she was with Grimes, mm. uh, Elon Musk's connection there. Yikes. So who might be the original Moonchild? We don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that. <laughs> so and I found this interesting here, right? She's talking about these monstrosities. So a huge rise in interest throughout Europe and monstrosities, pygmies, supposed mermaids, deformed fetuses and other natural marvels were put on display and widely discussed becoming the circus freak shows of their time. However, unlike many of his contemporaries, uh, Lacenti, I don't know who that is. So Lacenti's the artist, I guess, that published those illustrations, did not see deformity as something negative. So check this out, because we see this in the elites, right? They look kind of funny, right? As the result of errors or failures in the course of nature. Instead, he likened nature to an artist who faced with some imperfection in the materials to be shaped, ingeniously, ingeniously creates another form still more admirable. So right, we're talking about shaping forms of life into other versions of it. It is said that I see the convergence, convergence of both nature and art, wrote Lissetti, because one or the other not being able to make what they want, they at least make what they can. So again, and then there's this other picture down here, this weird thing. And again, I, whenever I look at stuff like this, I like to flip it around on itself and sometimes invert it and mirror it because... This is, I, I believe it's alchemical, and there are hidden meanings behind all these. This is not just here because that dude on the left looks like uh, Professor Roboto or whatever the <laughs> the bad guy from Sonic is. Yeah, the Doctor Eggman. And yeah, we have this thing. <laughs> Doctor Eggman. So again, very interesting. Something weird to put. And then look at these comments. Why did you sell your soul? I miss the old Doja. She's just odd now. So people are people are waking. Look, yeah, I'm on phone. People are waking up. And they're seeing this stuff because they're putting it right in our faces and they're hoping that nobody notices. But if you listen to Donut Factory, you're getting wicked smart, right, Donut? I mean, they're, they're getting wicked smart thinking this Illuminati news. Illuminati, Illuminati confirmed. Because we are confirmed. We getting wicked smart. We got, oh, we got thousands of people up in here. Make sure you... Smash that like button, y'all. If you're going to get abducted by aliens, though, I would prefer to be abducted by twerking aliens. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, so at the top right, she's being abducted by the twerking aliens. Now, Doja Cat... Wait, seriously? Right, yeah, yeah. Top right. Um, that. So this is the order of her rise to power. She was the cow. 
uh, her rise to power was her song Moo. And then she was on top of the pyramid right here with the Wi-Fi mantises behind her. Then the next performance, she was abducted by the aliens. So this is a story. Now she's on the mothership right here with Grimes in the bottom right-hand corner. So when I'm looking at these music videos and, you know, uh, shout out to Doja Cat. She got she got a great uh, voice. Uh, you know, like sometimes I'll be driving and I don't know who I'm listening to. And people are like, that's Doja Cat. I was like, oh, okay, now I can see. But uh Anyway, uh, this is the story that I've been looking out at with the symbols, uh, the cow, the cow mutilation. This is all religious. Uh, even the horse as well can be a cow abductee and whatever. But the cow goes back to Phoenicia and the letter A is the cow. And that's the cover of her new album. It's the upside down A, which could go into also the four elements as well. But I don't think that's what it is. I think it is the new religion being built uh, with the disc. The disc, uh, you can see Vishnu has the disc, the Ezekiel will, Carl Jung's mandala, even um, it's just the story being played out for UFO day, uh, Rihanna baby. Let's see if I'm right, bro. I mean, if I'm right, it's born on the 24th or July 2nd. That, that's pretty dope. But I and tell know. me that's not a big ass uh, homunculus finger on the left there too. <laughs> It's not all homunculus, bro, all right? But, I mean, according to these people, there are homunks everywhere. It's homunk all the way down. And that's a, that's an actual thing in philosophy, the homunculus argument that they believed. What is going on inside my head? Is there a little person observing everything that I'm seeing? And if there is, what's inside that homunculus's head? Is there another homunculus? Therefore, it's homunculus all the way down or homunculi all the way down ad infinitum so reality itself could quite literally be shaped from homunculus just observing each other over and over and over and over again and again that's called the cartesian theater that's an actual thing in philosophy and things that these ancients were starting were asking questions about i mean it's crazy it's literally at the, at the center of everything so i'm assuming both of you guys have seen the russian videos of the dude that claims to be making an actual homunculus have you both seen these Absolutely, yeah. And, yeah. and I'm curious, how, how legit do you think those videos are? I've seen I've, I've seen, seen another video that they were debunked. That's just me, though. I mean... And how was it debunked? They mimicked what was being seen on the screen. They, they so, recreated the video. So who do you who do you think is creating homunculi today? Is it only happening in scientific laboratories, or are there some guys you know? Are there like meth lab homunculus scientists out there that are making them in RVs out in the middle? Are you talking desert? about this one, PA? Yeah. yeah, that's that's one of the many that I've seen before, and I can't remember the debunking. It was that they used uh, oh, it was like a sponge, right? They cut up a sponge into like just like an irregular shape. And I think you can throw like some cornstarch in there and you just let it soak up the actual egg. So when you pull it back out, if you've cut it up to look like a weird little dangly bit, that's kind of what that was the debunking article that I've seen anyways. Interesting. I think I'm debunking Thomas... it right now. <laughs> this is I the think... actual process, though. You would you would take an egg of any yeah. kind of creature. You inject yeah. a magical formula. You plug it up and then you just let it putrefy for 
however long they, they all all the recipes have different you know baking instructions well i think that they don't have to do this method anymore thomas because of again the crowleyan connection i think that crowley again brought forth this new because technologies change right magic but crowley required change. a human being right but before yes. crowley you didn't necessarily have to have a and i i want to say that there's some aspect of this of these like old hermetic dudes that weren't around women their entire lives that are like, <laughs> I still want a son. Right. And I, and I can't find a woman to do that with. So they were just in search of a way to create a new human person, a new little buddy without having to involve a woman at all. That was essentially the pinnacle of creating a homunculus was that you didn't have to have a woman around. So, I mean, if you wanted to tie it back into the AI age that I guess we're, headed into and if like a digital homunculus might exist it's that same realm though right it's like people that are that want to have a companion they want to have a friend they want to have some kind of a connection but instead of going out and finding it they want to make one make an artificial version of one mm -hmm. and i think that the the inspiration between these two different things is so close because maybe the outcomes are so close i think that man will not be able to recreate the soul. They might be able to emulate it. I mean, maybe, perhaps. But it's a reality now, according to, to these articles, Thomas, that we mentioned at the very beginning. I mean, they are making artificial embryos art that would quite... I mean, well, that's the, that's the artificial embryo, but I'm going to... I haven't read the article. I assume that they still have to inject the other half of, you know, the, the genetic material from like a mom into Alchemist. the artificial embryo. <laughs> yeah. So, but, but at that point it's still, you know, organic in nature. And I'm, I guess I'm just wondering at some point, will there be a truly completely inorganic homunculus? Like it, or does that violate some kind of rule? Cause I haven't seen anyone actually write down that would be any the of these homunculus research that it had to be. So the golem was already inorganic inanimate, right? Yeah, it, it is a man made of clay that's created through verbal magic, through language, through the through the power of language. So, again, that would be the more cybernetic AI goes out of control. Frankenstein's monster, right? Artificially created for one thing. A program is programmed to do one thing. Well, the, the golem is programmed to do one thing. It's protect the ghetto or whatever legend you want to uh, attribute to it. But, yeah, I think that that would be the the not meat and bones blood and bones homunculus version again have another guys, form of technology have you guys seen all of the latest black mirror yet by yes. any chance yes so there one have you seen them all or no no and i told i told donut that we were gonna do it on air and he okay. went ahead i won't i won't spoil anything but there's me. one in particular called replica i think and it's about uh -oh. these uh astronauts that while they're out in space, they can project their consciousness back into these mechanical bodies that they got at home. Um, and they go around and they can spend time with, you know, the wife and the kids. And then when it's time to go back to work, they just lay back down and then, you know, zap their consciousness back out into space where their, their real body's at. And I'm just considering because if you truly had all the resources, right, let's say that you're at the top of the Illuminati, you get to sit in like the big chair, right? And they, they serve you first at dinner, like you're the head honcho, what would you use all those resources to do? So if you had a way to transfer your consciousness into another body, whether it's a homunculus or AI or a robot or whatever, 
that would be the best way to retain knowledge so that if you were able to grow up like back to the future too the entire plot is that biff gets his hand on a sports almanac and then he can use that to make all of these bets right and then he gets rich <laughs> and then he can basically become the richest guy ever existed what if all of these old politicians uh like nancy pelosi for example is it that they're doing insider trading and they're getting all these hot stock tips because they're on the inside or could there also be this possibility that they're just passing along this line of consciousness into different bodies some way and that these predictions that they're making is more of a back to the future than uh, like an insider trading sort of situation. It's because they understand and they have this knowledge that they're able to pass on through these different dynasties. And if there was a way to do that, I would assume that it would probably be in the purview of like, skull and bones right yale intelligence mm -hmm. societies the the intelligence society that then created the oss which then created the cia which then inherited all of the germans research and is now at the top of anything you might want to know like occult wise it's probably either in the cia archives or in the uh the vatican archives right between those two places if anyone's ever known it and it's still written down somewhere it would be in those repositories with this Black Mirror episode that Paranoid's talking about, right here is the cover for it. And what I've noticed in this show right here, you could see the Bident, right? The two prongs, which uh, is also in the last episode, Demon 79. That's right. There's the talisman with the Bident as well. Uh, she's supposed to get three of them, but she never gets three of them. So there's this Bident symbolism all throughout the show and I spice, I was just showing this, how uh, the rumors right before he was in this car accident and before she really rose to fame with Taylor Swift, that uh, there was rumors that they were dating and it was a meme and it goes into this meme magic, but they mm -hmm. were showing this Powerpuff girl as uh, your homie was breaking down. Shout out to mine and Veld, Yeah. Mine and Veld was breaking down how uh, the Powerpuff Girls are homunculi. Mm -hmm. Again, it's related to everything. And yeah, Mine and Veld broke it down. Awesome episode. And he also did the other 10 hour video on homunculus where just again, it's just packed full of information for those that aren't ready. Again, don't watch it because it's going to it's going to shift your paradigm of everything. Dude, you I love the Powerpuff too. Girls, bro. So, and real quick to touch on what Thomas is talking about, this idea of using this homunculus technology for the transference of consciousness. Well, we have these shows on Netflix like Altered Carbon where they literally have these sleeves, right, that they, that they insert themselves into and they have all their memories and everything else. Well, that's, that was used back then too, bro. I mean, the, the Taoist homunculus, the Little Golden Man, was used as a projection, as a piece of the... The Buddhist, the monk, in order to escape samsara, so to escape reincarnation, and and and, and be able to to pass on to the other side. Again, it could be used as a vessel for your consciousness, and again, it, right, it takes gold to make gold, and and we have all these stories of what they do to, again, kids, and you know where, right, in these these places, right, and so I have some examples of why. You had the Pete Davidson from 1911, right, of uh, writing about occultism and the Chaldeans. Well, I have this other guy here, if you want to pull up my screen, of where I believe 
this and this this is not just some regular Joe Schmo, right? And this is something that I've always thought about. I go, this Michael Crowley Millings, right? Or Milling, he worked at CERN, right? He he was a, a division head, nineteen seventy seven, and also check this out. So his name is Michael Crowley Milling, known as Michael Crowley Crowley Milling, and he added it in nineteen forty seven when Crowley died. Now, who is this guy? Well, there's really not much on him. Quite literally, there's not anything on this guy. And I've looked everywhere. There's nothing on this guy. Just a short. Uh, he worked at CERN. And he, he liked to collect Alfa Romero's. A little bit of his life. And that's it. Now, one thing that's super interesting. Because who was this guy? Right? This is Michael Crowley Milling. Well, we if we are to follow history, I, I said at the beginning, history doesn't repeat itself. It often rhymes. We know that Crowley loved to use Enochian magic to peer and to scry in, into other dimensions, similar to Edward Kelly and John Dee. Well, some would argue that our phones are the modern day scrying mirrors. And this guy was responsible. He is perhaps known best known as the person who helped invent the world's first touch screen computer touch screens so this guy was literally at the forefront of what we would consider the modern day scrying mirrors and it's at cern right so another example that i use is there's a guy named john parsons right like jack parsons who also works at cern so what if these guys again they are taking their occult practices that's a form of technology and advancing that because what is CERN trying to do? They are trying to tap into other realms. They are trying to find the Higgs boson. And why, right? Again, this could be a coincidence that a John Parsons works there too. And that this guy added another Crowley to his name in 1947, the same year that Crowley died. Did you look just... into his brother? Because it's say it's like he was also the brother of Sir Dennis Crowley Milling. So is this guy even a Rolls Royce apprentice. Interesting. Yeah, Rolls Royce, right? You have Royce from the from the Golden Dawn, I believe, right? Royce, the one that goes up to Crowley and tells him that he revealed their secrets. So again, I've looked, I haven't looked at his brother, but I've looked around and it's, it's just interesting. That's all I'm saying. It's interesting connections to be made, but it, I think that's why they don't change their names because these names are aligned numerologically to certain frequencies, right? And I know that you and I, Donut, on the last one, we talked about the making of talismans and they consider that numbers, right? They're 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 using numbers and, and oh, well, what kind of numbers? Well, the astrological alignments, the time of day, the day of the year, all that's numbers, right? Astronomy is all numbers and they're aligning certain things, right? The, the numbers of the letters in these names equal a certain thing. So they resonate on a certain frequency. And I believe that they use these names as mantles, right? As right. HP Blavatsky, Manly P Hall, HP Lovecraft, right? You have uh, Johan von Kufstein, the guy who has the Guinness book of world records for the biggest homunculus. It's JFK, right? Johan von Kufstein, JFK. So they resonate on these frequencies in order to what I believe they use this to glitch the matrix. And they quite literally do that making homunculi and doing other things that uh, it's tied to the occult at the end of the day i think technology is another gateway for the occult and and they hint at it in the new transformer he goes are you a, a demon possessed car he goes no 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 not that i'm an alien 
And it's Pete Davidson saying that, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like they put this in 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 the movies. And I'm just sitting here watching it with an occult eye, and I go, yo, this is a cult AF. Okay, what they're putting in these movies. And I've always said that the Transformers are the full metal alchemists, transmuting reality and fiction together. I mean Yeah, and the CIA played a big role in uh helping create that film. There's like this whole department for that, uh just like a lot of these institutions help create the men in black movie. So it seems like there's this big alien connection to uh, the homunculus um, to all, all this stuff, these, all these different actors and whatnot. And this year, the mask singer, I believe it was Ariana Grande, but I could be wrong, but she dated Pete Davidson as well, revealed that she was the UFO. I'm just seeing a, a ton of UFO stuff. Even uh, the gathering of the Juggalos, which I sent, in a, <laughs> I sent, I sent them an email. I wrote a whole entire email explaining how I wanted to do a uh, secret society of the Juggalos, connecting the Illuminati to ICP, and I, th- I, I thought it was fabulous, but I couldn't get the media pass. But uh, I'm very bummed out about it. But it's my fault. I, I messaged them like a week before it, but it's taking place in July, a couple of days after the UFO. Day, but the symbology of the UFO going on now, you can see the cactuses at the top and the one eye right here. But the cactuses are playing a big role in this UFO uh, story that's being released right now. There's this new movie by Wes Anderson, Asteroid City, which seems like it's being filmed at some location that looks just like the Four Corners. The Four Corners is the portal. So here's an image of, I'm not sure if this is the movie, but it's a movie poster or a postcard. You got the alien parking, doomsday spacecraft sighting, and it looks just like the Four Corners. Here's the four corners. A lot of predictive programming has been showing this as there is going to be the great American eclipse happening um, right over the four corners. And what's interesting about this date and around this time frame, it goes into secret societies, mostly skull and bones. And uh, I'm just saying the skull and bones, the crossbones is the X. I'm not saying that's what it symbolizes. I'm just saying that there's going to be an X over the four corners and the four corners symbolism is this portal symbolism that I've been looking out for, for a long time. And this is happening right before the three, two, two year of Yale's founding this year in 2023, which is three, two, two backwards, but it's also happening Uh, Right before the Knights Templar Day, Friday the 13th, when they were all rounded up. Doja Cat's new album uh, is going to be released on a Friday the 13th as well. Uh, There's a lot of Knights Templar numerology and dating that goes into stuff. But this Four Corners being the portal is something I'm looking into as it is connected to the music industry. The day that music died. Right there in the middle is the last flyer for Buddy Holly before the airplane crash. And it was the four portal symbolism that the Bank of International Settlements uses and Stranger Things 4, which is all about portals. And portals is the matrix, the womb. We're seeing all this portal symbolism. And it also goes back to what uh, 
one and I like to talk about a lot. I'm not sure if I have that pulled up, but the four corners of, uh, I don't think I have it pulled up, but you can see it right there on the left, the black rock. Yeah. Um, and, and even TV. Oh, I know why I don't have it pulled up. I'll pull it up here, but uh, yeah. And remember, Matrix is womb. And the alchemists were all about simulating the matrix in order to grow these other sort of life forms. And yeah, you have the black rock, the 33 mile long black rock at the North pole there. Uh, again, John D was writing about that. Mercator was writing about that. These are people that are at the forefront of cartography. <laughs> so the system that you use in your GPS every single day, is that was a prototype essentially they they were the ones that really set the the forefront of that technology if you will i mean once upon a time these are these are guys that were involved in the occult that were doing magical things i, I mentioned john d earlier tapping into other dimensions speaking to entities on the other side through the use of this a black scrying mirror uh, allegedly right well, so, Edward Kelly, right? Wasn't Edward Kelly the one mm -hmm. that was uh, helping do the scrying? And also, if you want to pull up my screen real quick, Donut, this has to do with alchemy, too. If you square the circle, and it says here, here followeth the figure conveying all the secrets of the treaties, both great and small. So there's some, right, they got the little homunculi in there. It, there's something about, right, squaring the circle. And I, I've looked at this before. It looks like continents a little bit. Right, you have this because all all this stuff, all these things, you have to look at them from from a symbolic point of view as well. And, and everything that's laid out here is laid out according to something. It's not just there because, right? You have the square and compass, right? We have the the secret society, Illuminati confirmed that that like to use that homunculus confirmed that symbology <laughs> so who knows what secrets these secret societies are holding but according to the this alchemist michael michael meyer <laughs> michael meyer uh, if you square the circle all the secrets are revealed what does that mean and then you're talking about this at this square right the, these four corners uh, the, the the magic happens or whatever it is that that is happening with these movies and all these things. So I, that it always makes me think of pizza because pizza, <laughs> oh, you, you, yeah, put, it is. Yeah. you put a triangular piece within the circular pizza and then you put Oof. the circular pizza inside the square box. So, I mean, a, a pizza represents all of these esoteric and, uh, and sort of like <laughs> sacred geometric <laughs> symbolism. Yeah, so pizza, don't eat pizza. It's a cult AF. Don't, don't eat beating that pizza. Don't be powering this, the Illuminati machine, bro. Yeah, Dang. but Pac-Man is uh, the coochie is the slice of the pizza right in the middle right there, which means portal in Japanese. It's Yoni. Yeah, right. The Yoni is the portal. It's what also, it? uh, well, it's got to be upside down, right? It's literally, I mean, it literally is a portal if you look at that part, right? If, if, uh, that's speak, true. It's a portal. It births people into this dimension. I mean, that's essentially what it is. And that's why the alchemists, they said... Hey, if the body, right, if the body can do, can give more life, can give more, it can bring people into existence, what else can it do? And that's why Paracelsus, the, the homunculus to Paracelsus, was a philosophy. It was a philosophical thing. It was something that represented the image of man and the occulted nature of man. So this goes much deeper than just some little 
thing that's created in the lab. It's it was a it was a movement. It was what what Paracelsus considered the pinnacle of man's power, becoming like God, creating other life. But some would argue with that, saying, is it really valid if it's an imitation of what the true God could create? Right? So there's there's we are made in the image of, of God. So if is it okay for you to rep you know to to try and simulate that? You're just making a a cheap copy of it, right? So again, that's I'm I'm curious too on the ethics of this. Part of the ethical question is should you make a homunculus or should you use an artificial embryo, right? But that's that's after that's before it happens. But if you deem that it is ethical to kill a homunculus because it doesn't have a soul, then some might make the argument that it's only ethical to kill one because they don't have a soul. You know what I mean? Like it's almost like that balance flips over to the other side where, okay, yeah. it's okay to make them. But if you ever see one, you have to kill it because yeah. you shouldn't let something live that doesn't have a soul. And that's where it gets into shaky ground. And that's the, the, that, that was the debate that they were having back then. Like, what is God going to possess this being with? Is it going to be a demonic entity? There are some scholars <laughs> that consider the homunculus as artificial demons, that they were being created. And, and you have right, Mephistopheles and in the, the, the Goeth Faust, the Faustian pact, right? Everybody knows and loves. Like, what are you willing to give up? For all the knowledge in the world, what are you willing to give up? What's the right. and they want your soul at the end of the day. And in that story, he uh, Wagner makes a homunculus, and he's only able to do it because Mephistopheles is there. Well, spoiler alert: Mephistopheles is Satan, is the devil, and he aids Wagner in making that homunculus. So there's been scholars who debated, like, "Hey, this is demonic in nature," which I don't know. I mean. There's another really fascinating aspect of that story that never comes up that often, but I think it's the most the most important aspect, and that's that Mephistopheles was able to enter the room, um, but he didn't have to leave because the symbol that they drew, right, the the sigil they drew to kind of bring him into that room was done incorrectly. They left like a gap or something <laughs> in the symbol, and that's what allowed him to have this extra power. Mm-hmm. There you go, right. Mephistopheles. And Again, this this goes deep, this topic. And the homunculus in that story wants to be real. <laughs> he wants to be a real person, almost like it's Pinocchio. Pinocchio. Yeah. Pinocchio, again, that's another form of the homunculus, right? This this inanimate object with the essence of this little boy, this talisman. And there's a distinction to be made. A talisman, so how I mentioned before, is magical. And an amulet is what holds the, the uh, a spirit or an entity. So think of the genie in the bottle. The bottle is the amulet, okay, right? It's holding the genie, the entity. And it, it the original term for that is fetishism. The original, the original definition of fetish was dwelling, dwelling place of an entity or spirit, okay? So whenever he tells me they got a fetish, you're telling them that they have the dwelling place of a spirit, right, of, or an entity, According to the original right, and still valid definition of it, it wasn't until the late 19th century that it was used in the psychosexual way. But again, that's I think that's all. I think that's all done by design. Like what a, what a weird word to use for something that's related to weird things that people are into. Right. So, again, I think it's all done on purpose by these elites. They they quite literally pervert things. 
I was looking at the Pinocchio image right here. And when I look at things, I try to find the symbology. And I was like, man, this, this looks like an apple being bitten out of, right? Mm -hmm. And then I looked at the cover of Pinocchio, and he's Oof. holding an apple. So I wonder if there is a connection there. Um, we got nothing on it. Oh, look, you got Polaris right there. Shout out to Mario. I think he's in the in the chat, Symbolic Studies. He's the, he's the North Pole guy. Shout out to Mario, Symbolic Studies. But yeah, yeah so I, I absolutely. I mean, and those that haven't watched Del Toro's newest Pinocchio is super occult. And again, it's done by Netflix. So check that out. And hey, what's in the apple, Donut? I know you're going to be covering it soon, bro. What's in the what's in the apple that we've always seen and loved? Ar arsenic? No. Illuminati worms. The Illuminati worms, bro. Homunculus yes. confirmed. Gonna be next well, we we gonna make this amazing presentation, uh, hopefully before the end of the month, on the Illuminati worms, and it's gonna be just a fantastic documentary. I mean, Ani, one on one, everybody gonna be involved in this because it is a parasite that we just see everywhere in the symbology. Uh, it's gonna be fun, but. I got everybody linked down below. I got the one-on-one -on -one podcast, the homocologist himself. He's got a pamphlet, the Paranoid American. Make sure you go subscribe to Paranoid American so he could crash through his subscriber goal and also the one-on-one -on -one podcast. He about to crash through the 10K mark. And the once you 10K. get past that 10K mark, it's like a snowball effect. And then you get more subscribers. If you're new to the YouTube game, the first thousand is the hardest. 10,000 is the next hardest. And I'm also rebuilding my own YouTube uh, as well. So go subscribe to my new YouTube as well. I'm posting videos over there as uh, we got. Well, let me show you some website stuff. Let me show you this. Yeah. And I, I when I met you, Donna, I think I had <laughs> it's like 600 subscribers. Yeah. So well, we've come a long way. Okay? I started this year with four, I think. <laughs> I got the, the Patreon's a good way to support my channel. Got a bunch of exclusive content on there. I'm going to be doing a Portals to Power video. Nice. Um, make sure to go subscribe to Paranoid American. He's got, I mean, the, the most awesome comic books, all this great stuff, his YouTube channel. And the, <laughs> that's a great picture I landed on. <laughs> and the one on one podcast. Make sure you go subscribe. Uh, great researchers, very grateful to be here with y'all. Any closing words before we sign off? Dude, this is great. I was super excited to do this with you because I knew I was going to, you know, you, you were going to add stuff to it. And I don't know of anyone else who I could talk about this sort of stuff with other than you. So I appreciate it, Donut. This is great. I had so much fun. And Paranoid American, yeah, follow me, tjojp.com. I really appreciate it, Donut. Thank you. And shout out to Pukey Pete. Shout out to Tommy Truthful. Check us out on Saturdays for Conspiracy Cinema Saturdays where we watch a bunch of movies. Because I think this Saturday we're going to go over all five episodes of The New Black Mirror. So we'll do some decodes on it and some other cool sort of like conspiracy references. So yeah, and check me out, ParanoidAmerican.com. If you're already on YouTube now, go and follow me on my channel so I can I can get more exposure and start dropping some documentaries that you guys are gonna you're gonna love it if I don't get kicked off. So I'm gonna figure <laughs> out a good way to release it. It might beep some words here and there, but we'll figure it out. Yeah. And and donut, you know, tell people where they could keep up with with you know, follow us on Rumble because 
uh, these bigger platforms we use them they're a tool that we use to be able to get out there because it's mainstream i mean that's just the truth no matter how much we don't like it it's mainstream so we have to abide by the rules and sometimes we don't let loose 100 percent because they are there right <laughs> they're they're always watching and it's it sucks because we're literally podcasters and we need to talk in order to get our ideas out and when you're limited by that it it really puts right a wrench in those gears because you're trying to say things without really saying them. So follow Donut on Rumble. Follow me on Rumble. I don't know if Parent in American has a Rumble. I am. I have... I'm on Rumble as of this week. So yeah, Rumble, Rumble Rockfin, Instagram, Twitter, all of them. All that we need, stuff. We need signal boost across the board because of that. Mm-hmm. Like we have to operate within the matrix a little bit, right? So you got to yeah, give. Absolutely. You got to give Caesar his currency. So that's the the reality we're living in. Absolutely. And make sure you smash the like button. And much love, everybody. Love you guys. And God bless you. Do the wave. Do the wave. (laughs) Is it over? No. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.